learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome back to another episode of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in. This is season eight, episode seven, entitled Plan for a Successful Launch with Nikki Connor. Before we jump into the interview, I want to tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues, and When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on here at Winhurst United, which is why they are emphasized so you can live a complete and fulfilled life, both personally as well as professionally. If it's not too much to ask, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating, then write us a review. As a thank you, I'll be giving shout outs on future episodes to those that take a moment to do this. Now, without further ado, let's get into season eight, episode seven, entitled Plan for a Successful Launch with Nikki Connor. All right, today we have another amazing, winning woman of color entrepreneur. So Nikki, welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So before we get started, I'm going to tell you more about Nikki. Nikki Connor is a business strategist and automation guru who serves as the CEO of Packaged to Profit, which is a full service business strategy and automation agency. Nikki is certified in business and life coaching, and she uses these skills to help established coaches and course creators ease both the business and emotional overwhelm that comes with launching their products and their services. You know, we preach to be overwhelm-free around here, so I am excited to hear what Nikki has to offer us today, and I hope you are as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So let's jump right on into our business segment. So let's talk business. So I briefly went over your company and what you do in your bio, but do you want to give us a deeper understanding of your organization and why you started it? Yeah. So basically when I first, you know, started going to a private business school and I got, you know, my life coaching certification, I ended up graduating with being able to have my own life coaching business and practice and things like that. And so I set up my systems and, you know, was enrolling people and, you know, just doing what I do. Right. And the other students who were struggling, they were struggling with really just trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I get my stuff set up? How do I get this put on? How do I do this? How do I do that? And so I really got good at 
helping them with launching their courses on the platform or their services if they're a one-on-one coach on the platform and making sure that they were able to successfully be able to monetize, right? Because all the questions come after you get your certification. There's stuff that they don't teach you in school. They don't teach you, you know, how to take the payments and uh, what is going to happen after they take their payment, right? Like no one really maps that out. No one really helps you with identifying what that sequence and that journey looks like for the client on the back end. And so that's what I became really good at. And little did I know that you can actually start charging for it. And so about six years ago, I was like, okay, I want to do automation. And so it was really self-taught working with coaches and, um, you know, those that are in the automation space that have, you know, seven, eight figure agencies um, doing automation. Some of them, you know, work for the government in automation. And so a couple of them, I actually hired and put them on my team, but that's how I ended up getting into this space. And I decided when I helped my clients launch, I wanted to help them monetize. So I didn't want them to come to me just for automation. And then they go back out there and then now they're trying to figure out the other stuff. I wanted to actually assist them with their launches. And so that is where we came in with Package Your Profit. And if you actually look at our logo, there's like a little missing piece that's missing. And we're literally like that missing piece that, you know, coaches are missing to be able to be a successful monetizing business. So we help them with their launches and be able to make their money from their launch. I love that. I love, love, love that. Super, super important and necessary. Some people that have been in business for years, right? And they don't have that automation set up and it just makes the operations more seamless right? And frees up your time to do more things. So love it. Absolutely. When we spoke previously, you talked to me about your career and your business journey, right? Going from being a nurse to being a business coach to now having a automation agency. So just talk to us more about pivoting, right? Because it sounds like you've done a lot of pivots there and just, you know, give us your insight on pivoting and whatever else you have to share in relation to that. Okay, so basically I started out um, in the nursing space and ended up going into, when I was majoring as a nurse, I was minoring in business already. So I was already like in position to be able to transition from, you know, working in the space into transitioning into business. What I do today is very similar to what I've always done as far as business coaching. I still do coaching. Because obviously when people need assistance with their launch, they still need, you know, guidance and understanding, you know, the business and how it relates to launching in the coaching space. But really what I had to do was I had to create a space of where I could just be me, right? I didn't have like, you know, I wasn't stuck, you know, in somebody else's four walls and being able to actually do what I was really passionate about, which is really helping people. I know they say as a nurse, sometimes you're, everyone feels like, oh, you know, like I'm in the business to help people, but I really started feeling like I was a legal drug dealer, (laughs) really. (laughs) And so in business, I feel like I'm able to actually use my skill sets to help enhance people and help them become better and encourage them to become a better overall business coach, really. I love that. I love that. So as you were talking, I heard transferable skills, right? So those skills that we learn in different arenas, we can then transfer to other areas of our lives as we evolve. 
And then mm-hmm. I also heard in the background your value system, like what you were doing didn't really align with your values and you decided it was time to make a change. Absolutely, yes. So do you have any advice for anyone thinking about a pivot, considering a pivot, scared to pivot? I just definitely just say, just follow your heart. You know, we have the motto in our agency called alignment before assignment. And so just make sure that, you know, step into the space and the power of where alignment is for you. I love that. All right. All right. Alignment before assignment. Uh, Do you have that trademark? I love that. Thank you. That's a good, I was thinking about that too. I submitted it to my attorney. Right. Right. I love that. Talk to us more about how you help your clients make six figure launches. Okay. So in order for you to have a six figure launch, you have to have some preliminary stuff, right? You have to have an audience, right? Who wants what you have to offer. And you also have to have a viable product, right? You know, that people want to buy. And then three, you have to make sure that you have, you know, a platform that you're going to use to be able to have a launch. And so you don't necessarily even have to have like an email list or like a big or huge following, but really just making sure that you have those key things in place in order to have that. Really being sure on who you serve is really what's preliminary. And so first things first is that we make sure that you have your systems in place, right? So if you come to us and you're brand new, you have nothing digital like put on your platform and things like that. First things first is we put you in a phase one. Before we used to do all the phases together and then, you know, send you off. And we realized that people weren't grasping and weren't developing and growing the way they needed to grow as a coach. And so we do phase one which phase one, we focus on getting your course on the platform. So automating how people enroll, getting that whole journey down from your calendar, leading all the way into your course. So if someone's booking a call because they want to sign up for your course or your one-on-one services, making sure that all that is in order and, and all that is down pat, right? And so once we have that, then we go into figuring out, okay, like who is your avatar? Where are they, right? Figure out where we can go find them. And then once we go find them, then we identify, well, which launch strategy will work for you, right? So there's different ways you can launch. And for those who don't know what a launch is, a launch is basically a way that you disrupt the market space and say, hey, I am here as the X matter expert where I am able to provide X transformation. Hmm. And so once you have positioned yourself as the go-to person for that, then we start aligning and realizing, okay, well, like this is where we want you to go next. So let me give you an example. For our our lower tier offer, we actually have something called the Coach's Lounge. And so the Coach's Lounge is where we actually grow the coach before we actually start assisting with the launch. Because there's a growth process when you're a brand new coach that happens that needs to happen before you get to your your actual launch, right? There's some things that you need to know. You need to have your course in order, right? Some people are launching and they don't even know what they're going to be teaching on. And so we work with you on establishing your course and all that. Once we have established your course, then we actually are able to push it out into the marketplace. And so we do launches into that as a challenge. So we do a five-day challenge on helping you create your profitable challenge, right? So 
we help you identify that you need to have a challenge, right? And so one of the things that I find when people actually do that challenge is that they don't even have a course that is in alignment, right? Mm. With, with who they are and they aren't even sure on how to monetize for that course. And so figuring out what your launch event is going to be, right? So if it's going to be a webinar, if there has to be like an educational piece before they actually get into your course, then, you know, the challenge is perfect for that. Being able to lay down the foundation. Another purpose of the launch is that it helps you and them identify if they want to work with you and if you want to work with them, right? Mm. I've literally had somebody go through an entire challenge with me and they hop on a sales call with me to lead into my course. And I have denied them because they caused a lot of chaos during the challenge. Right. (laughs) And I politely just said, Hey, I don't think we're a great fit. I don't think we're in alignment with, in agreement with one another. Right. Because what you saw in the challenge is how I work in my course. Right. And so also having a launch allows you to be able to pick apart those things. Once you have your launch and you position yourself as the expert, you then have your launch event, and then you invite people to what you do. Now, depending on how well you're able to deliver your message and the audience that you get, right, is how you're able to. So one best way that we help you get to a six-figure launch is getting more eyeballs on your launch event. Mm. And a lot of times people think, oh, well, I need to have a huge email list in order to have a launch. No, you have a launch to grow your email list, mm. right? And so a lot of people don't understand that. And so we just help you with, you know, being able to figure out the different pieces that you need in order to be successful with your launch. We come up with strategies catered around where you're currently at, right? Because there's different levels to launching, believe it or not. And depending on what level you're on, depends on what level you get from us. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. That was a lot. Look, that was a lot, but it was was a lot. (laughs) It was all good stuff. Good stuff. As you were talking, I heard you got to crawl before you walk. Right. And I also heard the importance of sequence. You know, everything has its timing and its order. Right. And, And it just makes sense. I love your reference of like everyone is not your client. You know, everyone that wants to give you money may not be good for your soul and your spirit, right? So I love that reference as well. Absolutely. Yes. So you just talked to us about the components of a launch and how a launch is what helps people to grow their email list, helps them to get to their client and allow their client to purchase from them. But tell us why a launch strategy is important. So a launch strategy is important because you need a plan. And a lot of times we focus on the doing that we forget that the money is actually in the planning. And so the reason why people need somebody who can do the launching is because they need somebody that can actually plan it out and lay it out, ask questions that you may not have thought about, right? Because we've been doing this, right? We've been in this space, right? You just know your lane, you know what your course is about, you know your expertise, you are the expert in your lane, right? But being able to actually push it out there and get it in front of people, it's important. And it's important that you do it the correct way, right? Without getting support, you're going to have to do more work. Either way, you're going to have to do the same work in getting your course and everything together. So if you're going to launch, you might as well do it the right way. 
Okay. And so you can either, you know, get to your financial goals in a couple years, or you can literally have a couple launches, right? And be able to get to your financial goal. Okay. So for the people out there like, oh my goodness, I hate planning. I'm an action person. Nobody has time for that. You know, let's talk about the time that it actually takes to, you know, develop a strategy, right? And then also the the risk of not having a strategy. The biggest risk of not having a strategy and not having a plan is you will actually do yourself a disservice to your brand because now, I mean, you have to realize people are going to know you for their experience with you, right? And so if they have a poor experience and you have a poor launch and things aren't together, they're going to know, right? And they're going to feel that. And, you know, everyone's going to share word of mouth. So that's one of the things that I would say about not having a launch strategist is not having someone to be able to help you through. Now, when you're brand new and you're very first getting started, absolutely, like, you know, do your best and communicate it to people, like what you're doing. Like, you know, this is my first time I'm learning or whatever, but I'm having somebody that's before you will be able to assist you and have a more effective pull together for your brand and a, a better feel for your brand. Okay. And how long does that take? Oh, okay. You did that. So it does take about, I mean, it's about an eight week launch process. Okay. Eight to 12 weeks, depending on where they're at. Like I said, it depends on where you're at in the game. Some of our clients come to us, like I was talking to someone earlier last week and people already want what she has to offer. Like she's literally just been delivering her stuff via email, like her modules to her course via email. And People want her stuff, which which she has to offer. If they're taking it by email, they're definitely going to take it once we set it up and properly launch it, right? So um, with her, we just, you know, can have, we can have it in a matter of days and having it put up and ready for people to purchase. And then to have an actual full-fledged launch, it's, it's eight to 12 weeks. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So you keep saying stuff that makes me want to ask more questions, right? (laughs) So you talked about, you said poor launch, right? But you know, like if you're doing it and you're new and this is your thing and you got two clients, that may be, you know, good for you, right? But what's your view? I guess like what's a poor launch versus a successful launch? How does that look? So there is no one size fits all for each coach, right? So you have to test it and figure out what works best for you. The first one, whether you have support or not, is going to be challenging, okay. right? Um, I always tell people, if you just get through the first one, get a feel of what it is that you need to do or what's required of what you need to do, and then do another launch. That is really what it comes down to. But the difference between a poor launch and a successful launch is promotion, right? You have to properly promote yourself. A lot of times we don't promote ourselves the way we should. Okay. All right. Let people know what's going on. Look, let them know. I love that. Now let's talk mindset. So talk to us more about the CEO mindset. So when it comes to the CEO mindset, it really just all starts with whether you believe you can or you can't. And that's really what it comes down to. When you make that decision, and let me back up, making a decision 
is making a decision, but not making a decision is still making a decision, right? And so, and so understanding that whether you decide or not, you still have decided. So if you're not going to take action, it can cost you. And so one of the things that a CEO, you're going to have to make decisions and you're going to have to get good at making good decisions and fast decisions, right? I shouldn't say good decisions because even bad decisions still end up, you know, benefiting you in the long run because you learn what you should have done differently. And so uh, the reason why I say you need to get good at making them fast is because oftentimes we will linger. And I do this myself, like you don't come across certain things and certain people and certain opportunities by chance, right? And Mm -hmm. so making sure that you take that opportunity to take that chance could propel you, right? Whenever you're saying, understand when you're saying no, right? As a CEO, this is part of the CEO mindset. When you're saying no to some things, sometimes you're also saying no to what's connected to that other side. Mm. So if you're, you know, you're like, you know what, Nick, I want a six figure launch, but you know what? I'm going to go over here. I'm going to figure it out myself. Like I've had two launches by myself. And, you know, I've only generated, you know, 10, 20,000. I'm okay with that. Or, you know, I know I can go over here and do it myself or I'll figure it out. Right. You're also saying no to somebody that can help you and pull you along when you say no. Okay. So let's say you and I have a discussion and I'm like, Hey, you know what, Nicole, I want to be able to help you with your launch. You've been having, you know, 10, 20,000 K launches. I think we could take this to the next level. And this is how we're going to do it. I give you a plan, I map it out and I say, okay, let's go ahead and start, you know, let's go ahead and take that payment and move forward. When you say no, right, you're also saying no to the possibility of what can be on the other side for your business. Mm. And so understanding that as a CEO is huge. Just make the decisions. (laughs) Right, right. I like that. I like that. Going back to how you started, one of my favorite quotes by Henry Ford, right? That if you think you can or you can't, you are right. And I love your reference of no action is a decision as well, right? I related to, you know, talking to people, like you ask a person a question and they ignore you. That's a response. Oh, they didn't respond to me. Oh yeah, they did. You know, Mm -hmm. you take it how you choose to take it, right? So I think that's awesome. And then the, like the ripple effect, that's what it made me think of as far as how you said, you know, making a decision on one impacts future decisions or future forward progress for your business and things like that, right? So it's all related and taking all of that into consideration. I think that was awesome. All right. So can you share any tips that you have for not letting fear hinder your forward progress? So the tips that I have to not let fear hinder your progress is stop focusing on the fear, stop focusing on the fact that it's there and just learn how to dance with it. Because every level that you go to in business, fear is always going to be there. And if you're trying to wait for it to not be there and for it to disappear and not have any effect on you, it's not going to happen, right? Fear will always, always be there. And the better you get, (laughs) the bigger it can feel, right? And people oftentimes are like, oh my God, I want to make my first six figures. I want to make my first six figures. And then you get to six figures and you're like, you're reaching for seven. And every level comes a whole different level of 
responsibility and there's different problems that even come at those levels, right? Especially because some of us are building something that, you know, our ancestors have never even dreamed of. We're becoming something that our ancestors didn't even have the capacity to do, right? And so give yourself grace and understand that, you know, having fear is normal and just embrace it for what it is. Yeah, right. So also makes me think like with fear and, you know, piggybacking on what you said, as far as, you know, like the more we grow ourselves, the more new things we try, right? Fear is going to come up unless you're standing still and you're living in this comfort zone, right? That we all do not want to live in, right? So I love that. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the mindset practices that you use to show up at your best every day. Honestly, when it comes to mindset, it's really all about what you pour into yourself. So I've been focusing in three different areas to really get better at doing that. And one area is, so I like to use the analogy of the toothpaste, right? So like when you squeeze a toothpaste, what comes out? Toothpaste, right? Because obviously (laughs) that was what's put in. And so I often pay attention to what my output is every day. and you know, like, am I responding with love? Am I responding with compassion and things like that? And when I'm not, and when I'm upset and when I'm frustrated, I check myself, right? And I pay attention to the things that have been depositing in my spirit. So Mm -hmm. I'm really big on what I consume as far as reading, what I listen to. And another thing is also working out. So that's my my other area that I'm really focused on. So like this morning, even though I could only get in a mile, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And then when I get off here, I'm going to go and do like my other two miles because I like to get in three a day when I do work out. And then the last thing is paying attention to what I'm eating and how my body feels. So that really affects my mindset as a whole. Right. Love that. Love that. You spoke to something near and dear to my heart. I actually have it in the about section on the Winhurst United website, right? Mm-hmm. I remember hearing a saying, garbage in, garbage out, right? And that simple saying, like, I was like, I felt attacked. Like, what? Garbage in, garbage out, right? But it's so important. And it's something that we do need to pay attention to. And I love your reference of, you know, if there's a shift, right, to kind of get a realignment, do an assessment and see what's going on, what's happened and make those changes as necessary. So I love that. If you want to support the ongoing production of When Hers United, the podcast, your contributions are welcomed and appreciated. There are two ways you can do so. Via Cash App, and buy me a coffee. The Cash App handle for When Hers United, the podcast, is dollar sign When Hers United. That's dollar sign W I N H E R S U N I T E D. And the buy me a coffee URL is B U Y M E A C O F F E E period, C-O-M, forward slash, W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D. I want to thank you in advance for your support. And remember that no donation is too small.
Now, let's talk personal development. So when we talked previously, you told me about how income and personal development go hand in hand. I would love for you to just expound on that for us. Okay, cool. So income and personal development goes hand in hand. So you you can never make, I shouldn't say never, but you cannot out earn your mindset, right? So like if you are not growing yourself and not developing yourself and not doing the inputs that you need to continue to grow yourself, your income will eventually catch up, right? So let me give you an example. When COVID hit, right? There were some people who were in position who were, you know, had had done that personal growth, who had done the personal development to where it didn't waver in them. It didn't make them fearful. It didn't make them scared. They just knew, you know what? I just need to go out and be resourceful and find the experts that can help me do this pivot that I need to do because I'm not strong in blank area, right? And so some people, they just got more resourceful, right? Some people who allowed fear because that is their level of personal growth and personal development that they have allowed themselves to conquer, that fear conquered them, Mm. right? And so during COVID, there were millionaires that were literally birthed because they already had it in. They had already did the development. They had already showed up, right, in that space of who they needed to be to be that millionaire, right? But now on the other hand, there were some millionaires who completely lost their revenue because they hadn't grown and developed themselves in that space, Mm. right? And so are really, are your personal development and your revenue are really go hand in hand. And if you're not growing yourself consistently, there's only a matter of time, whether it be an event like COVID or whatever it is, there's only a matter of time that it will catch up with you. Mm, I love that. I love that. Let's just, you know, think, let that, you know, marinate for a moment. The things that came to my mind were, you know, some of the principles in relation to that COVID pivot was having, you know, that agility, right? And those soft skills that sometimes get overlooked. Those soft skills are definitely super important, especially to handle like a change management situation, right? So that was awesome. Yeah. And a lot of times too, it could be, you know, there can be a disconnect between, you know, them hearing their audience as well. Okay. So you talked about the different inputs as far as personal development. Do you have any examples to share with us? There's different ones that you can use. The one book that I really, really enjoy is Relentless. Relentless is my favorite. It's by Tim. I forget his last name. And then another one is You're a Badass at Making Money. And then lastly, but not least, um, is Outwitting the Devil. Um, it really teaches you, you know, how the, the devil tries to conquer your mindset. And he gives like real life examples that, to be honest with you, we're dealing with today. And sometimes it will be a spouse that will knock you off, right? Sometimes he'll send, you know, that best friend to knock you off. And so just really being able to understand your surroundings as well. Okay. Love it. All right. So can you share your latest personal development achievement and your next goal with us? So my next achievement that I'm working on, I'm actually working, um, I'm being stretched. So in two different areas, one is I am working with the manifestation coach 
And one thing that we're really working on is really just me conserving myself more, making more, but working less to be more present for my son, to be able to um, perform at my highest level because I'm investing more in myself. And so I am working on a big launch certification where we're taking our launch game to the next space. And so we really want to be able to help our clients. My next milestone is not about me. It's about our clients. We want to focus on taking three to five brands from six figures to a million over the next year and really get good at having seven and eight figure launches for clients. So he is really sending me these people (laughs) as I, you know, kind of drew that out the beginning of this month and they're rolling in big brands are coming to us and I'm really excited about being able to take them on because as a launch strategist, when you have people that have more skin in the game that come to work with you, like the magic you create is amazing. So that's where I'm headed and that's where I'm working on. I love that. Love that. Congratulations. Thank you. You know what stuck out about that to me the most? And it goes in relation to your previous answer as far as income and personal development, right? Like, you know, you have your automation agency and you've been doing this, right? But in still doing that, you're moving toward the next mark of continuing to get better in that field, right? Not staying stagnant, that forward progress. And I think that that's super important because sometimes it can be easy to, you know, get good at something, become an expert and feel like, okay, I'm good here, you know, as opposed to even in that same lane, continuing to reach the next bar. All right. And something else you said actually led right into our next segment. So let's talk self-care. During our personal development segment, you talked about working with your manifestation coach and doing more conservation of yourself, your time, you know, being more present, right? So let's Mm -hmm. talk about the boundaries that you have with yourself as well as with others. So the boundaries that I have with others is one thing that I I was laughing in my head when you were talking about um, like how to prepare for this call about, you know, making sure your notifications and stuff are off. Like I literally, I have like, I'm team no, no notifications all day type of person. Like I literally run by my calendar and I don't give people my phone number and I set specific times of when I work. So I only work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just work a couple hours out the day. And then Thursday through Sunday, I'm fully committed and immersed with family. If I do take one of those days as a work day, it's not a client day. It's like just operationals, uh, working on the business. And so those are the boundaries that I definitely have created for myself. And I'm just really big about my space and who I have connected to me. You cannot call me and, you know, be venting with telling me about someone. Like I'm really, you know, very protective of that as well. And yeah. Yeah. I think that goes back to what you're consuming as well. So just, you know, full circle in relation to that. I love the work-life balance that you just talked about as far as, you know, dedicating more time to your family I know that when I first sat down with my first coach, that was a part of the ideal life that I envisioned, right? Like I want to have more time with my family, right? Well, then that means less time working. How can you do that successfully and still make 
the money that you want to make, right? And figuring that out. You see a lot of times where a person will become an entrepreneur and you're working like 80 hours a week, right? So then if your value system, you know, is wanting to spend more time with your family and a lot of people look at entrepreneurship as freedom, then there's some kind of misalignment there, right? So I love your boundaries as far as that. So previously when we spoke, you talked about how your work week consists of eight to 20 hours a week. Sounds like a extremely healthy work-life balance. Like how were you able to do that? So I was able to do that by number one, setting up systems. So whenever I do something, I do it one time and I literally, I'll record myself showing what I'm doing and I'll create a system around how it can be duplicated. So that's one thing that I do. And another thing that I did is hired, right? Like I, you can't fulfill this vision by yourself. You need other people to pull together and make it happen. So those are the two things that I did. Love it. Love it. Outsource. So work is still happening, right? You're just not the one necessarily having to be over everything. Correct. Yeah. So I was just paying attention this weekend to how many hours when I work, how much output it presents for our agency. So I can do one hour of work and it could produce currently anywhere between 60 to 80 hours of output of work for my staff. So when you are able to do that, that's where you're able to eliminate and remove yourself from the business as much as possible. You know, and at some point when we had a big client roster, you know, an hour of my work would output, you know, a hundred hours because we have more things that needed to get done. So I just got really intentional about my time, blocking it off and making sure that I devoted that time that I did when I'm there, I'm present, right? Um, a lot of times, you know, we're in this hustle culture and I really feel like most of this hustle culture is multitasking, <laughs> to be honest with you. And so once you step away from that multitasking space, then you pretty much have it, you know? So. All right. You know, I think a lot of things that we learned in life were misconceptions, right? Because I remember back in the day, it was like a to-do to put, I'm a multitasker on your resume. But, you know, learning that multitasking is really stretching yourself too thin, you know, and being okay with being focused, I think is amazing. As a bonus, let's talk celebrating wins. You already told us about one win, but I'm sure you have many, many wins. So can you share with us another one of your latest wins and why it's important to you? So one of my latest wins was really just cutting back my hours and work and raising my prices and being unapologetic about it. That to me, that's the biggest win because I've been able to be more present with my son and be able to be more present for my clients to be able to produce the results that they are desiring in their business. Yes. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. So tell us what being a winner means to you. Being a winner means showing up, right, as a woman of excellence at the best capacity that we can. And what I mean by showing up, right, like you don't have to show up and be all perfect, but just show up and step into your gift and your zone and you will open up the doors for other women. I think the biggest thing that we don't realize is that 
we have the key to someone else's success and someone else's journey. Mm. So understanding that if you don't show up, can't help the other woman win, right? Mm. Yeah. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So do you have any parting words or advice, wisdom to share with the listeners? Um, The biggest thing though, that I would like to leave, you know, the ladies listening to me would be just step out and do it. Right. I feel like COVID woke up a lot of us because Mm -hmm. there's like, the numbers are still climbing. The last time I checked was like 2 million and something women left the workforce, right? Some of them just went home to be with their babies and stuff like that. But some of them know that they're called to do something bigger and they just don't know what it is. Mm. They just don't know what it is. And so I just say, take that leap of faith and really just step out into your excellence. I love that. I love that. Show up, show up. Yeah, absolutely. And I will share um, something with me. So I have a two-year-old and one reason why, one huge reason why I have to protect my space the most is because I'm just kind of getting out of like postpartum depression. And one thing Mm -hmm. that postpartum did to me is it affected my brain. And so with the trauma, and so I say, um, a lot, or I'll be like in the train of thought, but I still show up, right? Like I can be on a call and totally forget what I was talking to the client about. And, you know, it just happens. And so, you know, for any woman out there that's dealing with that and dealing with, oh my God, like I forget stuff and stuff like that, just, you know, work through it and keep growing and keep setting boundaries and work at your pace. I love that. I love that sharing is super important right and we all go through right but I love your push through and behind that I heard like give yourself some grace right because it's okay you know it is okay right thanks for sharing that all right Nikki well we hate to see you go right but I know you don't want me to hold you forever you're gonna stick to those boundaries look right (laughs) so (laughs) let us know where we can find you where the listeners can follow you your website all that good stuff yeah so you can find me on package to profit you can also find me on Facebook under Nikki Connor so n-i-k-k-i space c-o-n-e-r And you can find me literally on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn under that, and as well as on Twitter. All right. Well, thank you again, Nikki. And anyone looking to get those launches together, contact Nikki. It sounds super amazing. Can I give away a gift? Yes. We we love gifts around here. (laughs) What you got for us? Okay, cool. So I have a free gift for your audience. It is called 20 Offers You Can Create and Automate Today. And you can go to automateyourpayday.com. So A-U-T-O-M-A-T-E-Y-O-U-R and then payday, P-A-D-A-Y.com. And you'll be able to get 20 offers that you can like just start creating and automate today. I will be changing it to 20 offers you can create and launch today. So it's really for those who are desiring to, you know, get into monetization as a coach and they just need to create simple offers. They can also use some of the offers on there to actually use it to launch into their course, right? So they can definitely check that out. 
I love that. Look, I'm going to check it out, y'all. I don't know what y'all <laughs> doing, but I'm going to check it out. I love that. I'll include the link to your website as well as your offer also in the show notes. So go to winherdunited.com forward slash podcast. Check out the show notes as well if you want that direct link. We appreciate you, Nikki, for giving us a gift. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me again. Yes, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this interview with Nikki, and I hope you did as well. During this episode, Nikki inspired me to do the necessary work beforehand to have a successful launch of my services. What inspired you from this episode? Send me an email and let me know. My email is winhersunited at gmail.com. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. One of my mottos is sharing is caring. So I sure hope that you care to share. I'll be looking forward to receiving your email. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode to read Nikki's full bio, to get the cash app handle for Winhurst United, to get the direct link to my Buy Me A Coffee page, and to get the link to the offer that Nikki mentioned during this interview. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing winning woman of color entrepreneur. But until then, as always, be empowered and empower on.